We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome in. We're with you all the way up until midnight. What an absolutely atrocious performance from the Red Sox tonight as they go down to the New York Yankees. They didn't just go down. They got their ass kicked 12-5, to 5, and it was utterly embarrassing. Connor Seabold again. Right now, this guy is just not a big league pitcher. And look, he shouldn't be pitching for this team. I understand it's because of the injuries to the Michael Walkers, the Rich Hills, the Nate Evaldis of the world, and Chris Sale is going to make his first start of the season on Tuesday. So I understand all that. It's a tough spot for him. But he's 26 years old. We've now seen him for three outings. He does does not play like a big league pitcher. He does not look like a big league pitcher. He doesn't have the stuff, and he doesn't have the command to pitch at this level. That's just the reality of where he's at. They've now given him three opportunities. Winkowski had one bad outing. Other than that, he's looked pretty damn good. Connor Seabold looks completely overmatched at the big league level. No way around it. The other thing I mentioned real briefly on him before we get to some of the other issues in this game, just think about this. Connor Seabold in this game. 33 swings, 6 whiffs. That's 18.2%. Jackie Bradley Jr., 11 swings, 2 whiffs, 18.2%. He missed the... He had the same exact whiff rate as Jackie Bradley Jr. The stuff didn't play. He had no chance at getting the Yankees out. And you could tell, at times, it felt like he was trying to nibble, but he couldn't even nibble because his command's not good, and he was scared to pitch against the Yankees. He was afraid of these guys. I mean, you heard Winkowski say last night that it was just another major league lineup to him. But tonight, we saw that Connor Siebold was not treating this like another major league lineup. The guy was completely petrified. He was scared. He should not start another game for this Red Sox team the remainder of the season unless it's something along the lines of injuries. And here's the other thing. Who the hell's pitching tomorrow? We know that Cutter Crawford is. Who else is pitching? Will Fleming said it on the postgame show. He's right. They're going to have to find somebody else. They're going to have to call somebody up. They do not have enough arms. Like Austin Davis had to pitch two innings tonight, which I guess it's important in the sense that you can reset the bullpen. You didn't have to use the Hawks, the Shrivers of the world, et cetera. You're good relievers. But the reality is what happens if Crawford doesn't give you a good outing? And I know he was good last week. I acknowledge that. And I was enthusiastic about the fact that he actually changed his pitch mix and he went to his curveball more, which was very effective in that particular start. But are you banking on Cutter Crawford giving you five innings against the New York Yankees? This is going to be a really troubling situation as we enter the weekend. And one thing that I just cannot get over is the embarrassment that was the seventh inning of this game. Because in the seventh inning, the Yankees just decided that, you know what, we're just going to start running a marathon on these guys. And that's the thing that pissed me off, right? That's the thing where they were just completely clowning you. Aaron Hicks stole third, and Marwin Gonzalez stole second after it appeared he was hurt. That crap is unacceptable. The fact that the Yankees in the seventh inning of this game 
were toying with the Red Sox to the point where they were just running a damn marathon out there at Fenway Park. That's embarrassing. And quite frankly, the team should be embarrassed by this situation. Not just as Red Sox fans should we be embarrassed by this. The team should definitely be embarrassed by this because quite frankly, that's not nearly good enough. Here's the reality of this game, though. Somehow, shockingly in this game, shockingly, the Red Sox had opportunities to get back in it. As poorly as they played, they somehow had opportunities to get back into the game. Uh, but guess what happened? They, had, they were doing what they've been doing for a while now. They just cannot deliver in big moments. That's just the reality of the situation. If you look at it on the night tonight, the Red Sox in terms of with runners in scoring position, two for nine, and they left 11 men on base. This has now become a theme for your Boston Red Sox over the past couple of weeks. If you go back to the start of the Blue Jays series, if you go back to the start of the Blue Jays series, you look at the Red Sox with runners in scoring position entering tonight. They are 27th during that stretch, hitting with runners in scoring position at 174. So they had opportunities to get back on this game. They had traffic, but they just could not come through with the big hit when those opportunities sort of presented themselves. I mean, and you look through it, really. The situations, it's Christian Vasquez and it's Trevor Story. Trevor Story has been really good with runners in scoring position, not tonight. So you think about this bottom of the fourth inning. You're somehow getting back in this game. Story homers and then Dahlback homers. So it's a 9-4 game. Ref Snyder doubles. This is after Arroyo had lined out in between Story and Dahlback. Then Devers goes down on strikes. And by the way, that's something we'll have to hear from the manager in just a little bit here. What's the prognosis going forward with Rafael Devers? Because that is concerning. The fact that right now your best player, the only guy that people are scared of in the lineup, he... May not be playing tomorrow. Who knows if he's going to play on Sunday. We don't know the extent of what he's dealing with from a low back tightness situation. But he was banged up earlier in the week as well. So we have no idea what the status. And we don't know if he's going to be banged up going forward now. But now you look at it in terms of, okay, so Devers down on strikes. Then they bring in Castro. J.D. walks. Bases loaded. A huge opportunity for Christian Vasquez, who has had a pretty good season for the Red Sox from an offensive perspective. He got a cement mixer slider, middle-middle that he just missed. That thing should have been out of the ballpark. He could not connect in that particular situation. All right, but there's hope. Bottom of the sixth inning, you start to put some pressure on the Yankees again. Ref Snyder singles, who was really good tonight. Franchi down on strikes. JD singles. Signs of life from the Red Sox. I mean, by the way, the day I call for a lineup change, on the pregame show, J.D. decides to have three hits. Thanks a lot, J.D. Thanks for nothing. How about hitting before I do that? Bogarts grounds out on a slider. Then Vasquez singles on a four-seamer up. Okay. So at that particular point in time, you're looking at a 9-5 game. You're looking at the bases loaded. Trevor's story gets up. He flies out on a cutter that's up in the zone. That was an opportunity, again, to get back into this game. At least if you double into the gap, something along those lines. You may even clear the bases there. But at the worst, maybe you cut it to 9-7. to seven, Then you put some actual pressure on the Red Sox. So that's the problem. This team cannot hit with runners in scoring position right now. And we've seen that been going on for a couple of weeks now where they just cannot come up with a big hit. you got an unprofessional performance from Connor, uh, from Connor Siebold. He's not ready for the moment. He's not a big league pitcher right now. And you got embarrassed because the Yankees decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run a damn marathon on you. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Steve from Centerville. Hey, Steve. 
Hey, Steve, Brian, you there? Uh, yeah, can you hear me, Brian? I got you, man. Yeah, so, Brian, I, I'd like to get your reaction to two things. One, why wasn't a Royals play there in right field an error? Because he didn't touch it. It's a stupid rule. I agree with you. It's a stupid rule, but it's because he didn't touch it. And by the way, it's another thing. Because you know what, Steve? You know what irritates me about that? He's not an outfielder. Okay, last night you got Franchi playing first base. He can't feel the damn pop-up because he's not a first baseman. And then you have to move Arroyo, and I get it. It's because of injuries and all that different type of stuff. But Arroyo's out in the outfield. He can't see the damn ball in the air. He's not an outfielder. You got all these guys playing out of position. I don't know what the hell it is. It's like Heim Bloom does not like to have guys playing positions they're used to playing. I mean, you're playing Franchi at first all the time now because I know Dahlbeck hit a home run tonight, but because Dahlbeck hasn't been producing. So all these guys are playing out of position. It's just, it's completely irritating. And that, again, to your point, Steve, that you brought up, that's another embarrassing part of the night. Right fielder can't even see where the damn ball is. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't pretty. Uh, so the, the bigger question, Brian, is I'm sort of, I don't want to say I'm on the ledge here with this team because I, you know, I follow every game. But frankly, I don't think ownership is committed to winning. And I think Heim Bloom is is basically a, a convenient scapegoat for Henry and, and Co. I I want to know for you, like, what would be a sign? What makes that you the think that? What what makes you think winning? that though, Steve? What does that look explain, like? Hold on, Steve. You got to explain this. Why do you think that? Why why are you saying that about ownership? You think that he told Heim like, hey, you can't bring Schwarber back. You can't extend Devers. You think that's what happened? I. I'm not sure that they're saying that. I don't. I just think, you know, I just think that they're not saying. Look at we're we're interested in winning. We we think this team with this core has capability to to win a World Series. See, I I, I disagree with you, done. Steve. I disagree with you. I think what's going on right now, and I appreciate the call, my friend. His lines open at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The Red Sox are doing what they did with Dave Dombrowski. They're saying, hey, this is your team. You go run it, right? With Dave Dombrowski, they said, hey, we want to go win a World Series. Dave Dombrowski made all those moves, the win now moves, and they won. And there was a complete misconception out there that Dave Dombrowski gutted the farm system. He didn't gut it. Now, he didn't build it, but he didn't give up much in the trades that he made. I mean, the best guy that went to the Padres in the Kimbrel trade was Manuel Margot. You sent Santiago Espinal to the Blue Jays in the trade for... Steve Pierce. Even the trade for Chris Sale, Kopik is finally starting to pitch well, though not lately. And Moncada's not that good of a player. So you really didn't give up a ton as it pertains to your farm system. So that's a misconception. But they let Dombrowski do things his way. They know what his ethos was. They know how he's going to build the team, and he did it. I believe the same thing's going on with Hein Bloom. I think there's more about Bloom than ownership. I don't think ownership was like, hey, um, you shouldn't re-sign Devers or, hey, we don't want to give Devers this type of deal. I don't think that's what is going on with this situation at all. I think it's a situation where Heim Bloom outsmarted himself in the offseason where he didn't even comprehend or didn't even consider, hey, maybe we should bring back the guy Schwarber that completely changed the outlook of our lineup last year. So I think it's more about Heim Bloom than it is the ownership group. All right, here's what Alex Cora had to say on the Red Sox postgame show presented by Nissan. The homer was a changeup by Donaldson. I fell behind. You know, the the slider wasn't great, so 
you know, against that team, like I said before, you know, I know we didn't walk people, but we got into some bad counts, you know, and they took advantage of it. I noticed it um, on the last pitch before I went out there. He kind of like starts stretching his form right on the side. Christian noticed it too. We went out there and, uh, you know, that's how he felt. Is this all related to what he dealt with last year? Um, to be honest with you, not, not, not sure. Rafi, on that foul ball uh, down the line, when he ran into the railing over there, he kind of like tweaked his back. He's been dealing with this for, you know, actually since Toronto, you know, with the turf and all that. So then he took a swing, and I decided to take him out, you know, give him a breather. Uh, he'll be down tomorrow. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see how he feels. He's feeling better, but we got to make sure we, we stop this, you know. We can, like, play that game of, you know, he feels good, let's go out there, and then we'll miss him for a few days. So we'll be smart about it over the weekend. Oh, we're very proud of him. Um, you know, he's been amazing. Um, then before the game, uh, so it's sad that he's, uh, you know, leading the league in war or something like that, right? If I'm not mistaken. And, you know, the progress he's made defensively, um, it's been unreal. He's a good base runner, a good hitter. Uh, like I said yesterday, um, you know, he he doesn't get, you know, he doesn't get caught up on the stage, you know. He puts good at-bats and plays hard, and um, we're very proud of him. Obviously, you never like he's a position player. Yeah. Yeah, he, I talked to him, and... You know, I'm like, bro, be careful. You know, like he's like, I'm gonna throw hard, and he did throw hard. But change speeds, he's a slider, got a strikeout. Uh, he got a few two strike counts, but it's never fun. It's never fun. But obviously, where we at pitching wise, you know, using another guy didn't make sense. I think Feliz was amazing for us today. We stretch him out. AD as always, you know, uh, posted for two innings and. Uh, Hopefully, because of that, we're going to be able to be okay tomorrow and uh, have a chance to win the game. You don't need to start? Cutter. Yeah. Did you raise a break start? Um, probably, yeah, especially where we have bullpen-wise. We're going to talk about it today. Yeah, uh, tonight. Kind of like Twiggy's groin. He should be okay tomorrow. All right, so that was the manager after the game. If you want to react to anything he said, you can at 617-779-7937. And that was presented by Nissan. It's the Nissan Summer Event, and you don't want to let these offers get away. Get to your local Nissan store or shop NissanUSA.com. You better hurry. These offers in this event are almost gone. Uh, by the way, so Rafael Devers is going to be down tomorrow. Cora, you heard there, he said he tweaked his back. And he's been dealing with this for a little bit, which is concerning going forward because it's a back situation with Raphael Devers. It, you're going to have a lefty on the mound tomorrow anyway, so maybe this is better off than if it was some soft-throwing righty on the mound. But the point being is your best player is not playing, which sucks either way. I mean, they weren't planning on him for it to miss tomorrow after he missed games earlier this week, and you desperately need win. So it sucks that Devers is dealing with this. He talked about Connor Seabold and some of the stuff in terms of some of the pitches he made. The guy sucked. I mean, there's no way around it. You look at the first inning. He just doesn't have the command. And in terms of first pitch strikes, 8 of 19. Not good enough. He, his stuff's not good enough to fall behind. And, he, and Cora said it. He kept falling behind. You cannot fall behind when you have mediocre stuff. Your stuff is not good. You need to locate your pitches. He couldn't do this. I, you look at the first inning. LeMahieu, single, slider, middle, middle. Crappy location. 
He gets Judge, luckily, to ground out on a four-seamer. That was middle-middle. He hits Carpenter on a brutal slider. So think about this. The first three batters of the game, middle-middle to LeMahieu, middle-middle to Judge, and he hits Carpenter with a slider. I mean, atrocious. And then you look at Torres. He singles, four-seamer, middle-up, bad pitch. Donaldson homers, change-up, middle-in, bad pitch. Hicks doubles on a four-seamer, middle-middle, bad pitch. He gets Trevino to pop out, luckily, because that was a bad pitch. It was a slider middle-middle. And then finally, he struck out Marwin Gonzalez. Congratulations. But that's how he starts the first inning of this game. All those pitches are bad pitches. You look at his night, it is absolutely embarrassing. They cannot use this guy again, and I get it. It's because of injuries, but man, this guy is not a big league pitcher. 15 batted balls, 8 were hard hit. Off the bat, 95 plus miles an hour. That's 53.3%. No qualified starters north of 47%. This dude's at 53.3% tonight. Unbelievable. 9 for 16. They hit 563 off him. Patrick Corbin last him on qualified starters at 307. Like I said, that 8 of 19 first pitch strikes, that's 42.1%. No qualified starter is south of 54%. So the reality is this. I don't want to get on the kid too much because he's he's not really a kid. He's 26. He's not going to be back with his team in terms of a starting role going forward unless something happens on the injury front. That's the only way he's starting a game again for this team, and maybe he's going to have to in the near future the way this team continues to get banged up. But that dude's not good enough. He is not good enough. Friday night at Fenway, you need an opportunity to stay in the game. He didn't give it to you. Now, the offense was not good either in terms of the situational hitting again, but that guy, man, he had his pitches did not have much movement on him tonight. They were in the middle of the strike zone, and that first inning, he wasn't ready to go. No way around it. He was not ready to go. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you. If you want to react to anything Alex Cora said, Connor Siebold's absolutely atrocious outing. That's on the table. And how concerned are you about this team going forward based on where they're at from an injury perspective? We'll get into some of that next year on EI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Brian Barrett with you up until midnight, 617-779-7937. By the way, if you do want to vent tomorrow, I'm going to be on from 4 up until first pitch tomorrow. So I'll be all on all day tomorrow. I'll get into this in greater detail. Sort through the rubble that is the past couple of weeks for the Red Sox. 617-779-7937. The number, let's get to Ken from California. Hey, Ken. Brian, how are you? I've been better, um, Ken. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Uh, two things. One, can we get a one-way ticket to Worcester for Connor Siebold? And number two, how's that trade for Jackie Bradley looking with for Hunter Renfro, a guy that hit 30 home runs and 100 RBIs? He's got 13 home runs so far. Jackie well, Bradley, Ken, this is what I'll say. Hold on, Ken. This is what I'll say as it pertains to that. We all know that the trade wasn't for Jackie. The trade was for basically Alex Benellis. But to your point, I didn't believe that when they made that trade, they weren't going to replace Hunter Renfro. And they never replaced Hunter Renfro in the outfield. They just went with Jackie Bradley Jr. And it was going to be a platoon situation. So I agree with you when it comes to that. You, 
took away from the 2022 Red Sox for what's in the best interest of the, say, hypothetically when Benellis is up, whether it be 24, 25, 26 into the future, which is fine. I'm okay with making a move like that if you weren't going to sign Renfro long term, but he did hit 30 home runs last year and you didn't replace that. You didn't replace Hunter Renfro in right field with a big league player. So that does irritate me. And, and the other thing is, there are times when they've got three left-handed hitting outfielders for Dugo, Duran, and Bradley. That's not a good recipe. So you just don't want that combination in the outfield at one time? That, that wasn't the lineup tonight. No, not tonight. Not tonight. How, often, the they actually, night. how often have they actually played that group? They've had a few times uh, um, against um, uh, Toronto. Yeah, they so they it. may do it with like a right-handed pitcher on the mound, I guess. I mean, yeah, the, the bigger you know point, what? though, Ken, the bigger point is they, they don't have enough out there in the outfield. Like, they just don't. I mean, the, the, uh, the Ref Snyder has actually shown me something. I like Ref Snyder. I, I do. He had four hits tonight. <laughs> I mean, it's a small sample size, but he's hitting three thirty nine. I like Ref Snyder. I think he's part of the solution, not part of the problem. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it, it's a problem, but I, I don't know that he has the power that Renfro had. They didn't replace. Nobody does. Nobody has. They didn't replace him or Schwarber. They don't have any pop in the lineup outside of Devers. Nobody else hits for power. They didn't replace Renfro, and they certainly did not place replace Kyle Schwarber. That's a joke, and I appreciate the call, Ken. I, that's an absolute okay. joke. You found a guy that fit perfectly in the city. And you didn't replace him. I mean, what was the replacement for Kyle Schwarber? Bobby Dahlbeck playing every day at first base? Bobby Dahlbeck's not a good defensive player. I get he had a home run tonight, but if the idea was, hey, we don't want to sacrifice the defense, well, Bobby Dahlbeck's not good defensively. And now you're doing the same thing with Franchi Cordero having him play first base. He's not a first baseman. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Mike from Connecticut. Hey, Mike. Hey, Brian. What's up, buddy? I'm glad you're on tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to pound Bloom. But I know you're short on time tonight. <laughs> but, I, but, but, but Brian, it's unbelievable how this Bloom is staying under the radar. I mean, this I told you when they hired him, I was against it. I didn't like it that he was from Tampa Bay. Didn't like that number one. He got nothing for bets. He basically gave his old boss a bone. He gave bets away for an above average player and two career minor leaguers. But tonight, Brian, and I've been watching baseball. For over 50 years, I have never seen a guy more scared to throw a pitch than Connor Seabold was tonight. He was petrified on that mound. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that, Mike. He looked completely scared. He didn't want to attack him. He tried to nibble, but the problem was he didn't even have his command to have the ability no. to nibble. He couldn't even do that. So I'm completely yeah, with you. He looked absolutely petrified. He looked like me when I see a clown. Those things freak me the hell out. That's what he looked like tonight. Deer in headlights. I told your producer, I think between innings they had to put a diaper on him. But I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. He should never, ever pitch a- and throw another pitch. He has to be DFA'd. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but he wasn't oh, hurt he's when not he getting started DF- that Come game. on, Mike. He's not getting DFA'd. Yeah. He's going down to Worcester. Brian, Brian, there's no, there's no, why would you DFA him? Brian, he has nothing. You saw it. He, yeah, he's but not I mean, a major league pitcher. Worcester needs, I agree with you on that, Mike. He's not a major league pitcher right now. I appreciate the call, my friend. But Worcester needs pitchers. Like He's going to go down there and be in the rotation. You don't need to DFA him. Yeah, that's the Robles territory. And look, they need to make a move tomorrow, man. Like I'm guessing they bring up the captain, Phillips Valdez. I mean, they're probably going to have to. I mean, who else are they going to bring up? How are they going to get through this game? Uh, one thing, I'll get into this in greater detail tomorrow. One thing Bloom said this week that really pissed me off in the Greg Hill show 
that they asked him, like, does it hurt that you missed on Schwarber, didn't bring him back? He said, those aren't the type of guys that bother him. It's the guys under the radar that he misses on. That is not a good answer for a guy running the Red Sox organization. All right, thanks to Ethan for producing. I'll be with you all afternoon tomorrow from 4 up until 6 and then 6 up until first pitch. I will be venting pretty hard tomorrow. All right, have a great rest of your night, everybody. I don't know how you could after that game. I don't know how you sleep after a performance like that. But have a great night, everybody. Be safe and be well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.